Since November 1st, Team Toronto held approximately 244 school vaccination clinics across Toronto. Schools are essential for the health development and well-being of children, and Toronto is supporting school boards to safely return to in-person learning in schools as quickly as possible. There you go. That's refreshing to hear finally, because uh, now Toronto officials support the schools being open, which is a bit of a flip-flop from other shutdowns uh, that uh, Dr. Eileen Davila very much supported. And uh, look, you may be able to convince me that there was justification at the beginning of this thing to close schools as we kind of navigated this thing, but it doesn't mean it did not cause significant damage because kids have missed major amounts of their curriculum. They have stayed in isolation on screens. They missed sports, socializing. They've missed being kids, which, as I've talked about many, many times, has led to major mental health issues. So for parents, you know, this is not political. It is very personal. And it's also not about kids being resilient. They are. But for two years, we've allowed them to become collateral damage because those in charge can't do their job. And so finally, you know, it's nice. We are starting to see major pushback. Marit Ilaraz is an author, a concerned parent, also part of a group that has launched a petition on change.org called Schools Must Open. And I've been watching this thing. It started with a couple of thousand signatures about 24 hours ago, 40 hours ago, and now we're almost at 50,000 signatures. Marit joins me now. Good to have you. Hi, Alex. Thanks for having me. You have been making a lot of noise for a long time now, not this is not just new for you. You have been kind of whistling into the wind for a while. Where, yeah, where's the where's the anger been from parents? Um, really, what you said in your in your preamble, um, the anger is watching our kids sit alone in isolation on a computer. The anger is you know seeing what's happening in your own home. Um, you know, my, for myself, I saw my daughter struggle last year. She was a great student, always really happy to go to school. And all of a sudden she was unmotivated, disengaged, sleeping through classes. I should clarify, my daughter's 15, so she's a teenager. Mm-hmm. She started high school last year. It was no way to start high school. And um, it was really disheartening and it got progressively worse the winter, last winter during, you know, uh, schools were shut down till February and reopened a little bit. And then there was, you know, another lengthy closure. And um, in the YRDSB school board, like in TDSB, the high schoolers didn't have any normal school at all last year. They were getting five to seven hours a week when schools were actually open. So, you know, we're kind of forgetting that, you know, all the kids have suffered tremendously and that teenagers have paid a really high price especially in these two school boards, because they've been basically virtual with the exception of, you know, the earlier part of, uh, uh, you know, September to December, they've been basically virtual for two years. And, you know, when this started, my daughter was 13. She'll be 16 Mm -hmm. in May. She will be. Yeah, that's a lot of, that's a lot of uh, big years and big growth. And, you know, and even before that, Marit, there were a lot of disruptions with school, you know, school action, union action, disruptions and, and, Activities and school sports, all of that being disrupted. Um, you know, we always hear that it's for the children. Um, you know, children come first. But that is not what is actually happening. And, and you know, parents, I'm surprised, have stayed pretty quiet. It was one thing in the beginning when it was like, okay, we're going to buckle down and get through this. But I'm surprised at how quiet uh, people have been in going along with this thing. What do you think it is now 
um, that has finally mobilized parents to finally say, you know what, no more? I think it's a, a combination of factors. The fact that we're now a post-vaccination society. And before, you know, we, we really had um, specific goals in mind when we closed schools. You know, initially the goal was uh, the first closure. We've got to figure things out. It's a new virus. We have no idea what we're dealing with. Um, afterwards, the lockdowns were about, you know, we, we're waiting for vaccines. Um, we've got to get a bulk of people vaccinated. And it was sort of goal after goal. So at least when you know what you're trying to achieve, it made sense. And, you know, Matt Gurney said this really well in, in his TVO article this week. It, it makes a difference when you know you're sacrificing for uh, some sort of benefit at the end and that there's light at the end of the tunnel. I think the anger now is that we are the only jurisdiction in North America to be on our fourth school closure. Um, you know, all throughout Canada, nowhere near uh, other kids have missed nowhere near as much school as the kids in Ontario have. Uh, and we are now a post-vaccination society. Everybody stepped up. You know, we're close to 90% fully vaccinated. Everyone stepped up, including teens, including, including you know, kids. Now that they're uh, the 5 to 11 age group can be vaccinated. People have stepped up. They've gotten vaccinated. We've complied with mask mandates. We've done everything. So, you know, it kind of feels like, what are we doing this for now? Well, what's the goal here? Um, yeah, and when does it change? But, you know, you yeah. and I both know um, that there are parents out there who say, no, 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 schools are too dangerous, we have to keep them home. And they yeah. may have the loudest voice, but they sure as hell aren't speaking for parents in this province by the majority. Uh, but no, they are I the ones who have are. been controlling yeah. the message. They Why? have been. Uh, I think, honestly, it's not nice to say, but I think they've kind of bought into something that maybe they haven't examined very logically and thought, okay, wait a minute, we're vaccinated. We are dealing with a, you know, a less severe variant. Even the World Health Organization made a statement this week that it is a less severe variant. So, you know, we've got, you know, big institutions coming on saying that. So, you know, I, I just, and, and I think maybe these people aren't really looking outside of Ontario and seeing yeah, that. Or no Toronto or, yeah. Yeah, not looking outside of Ontario to recognize that no other jurisdiction is doing these things that we're demanding to make our schools safe. For example, I've looked into this quite extensively, and I'm not aware of anywhere else in the world where there's a demand for N95 masks for teachers, let alone for all students. Like, I, I think yeah, and, and we seem to dismantle. Yeah. yeah, and there's a dismissed, um, you know, effect. I mean, masks, yeah, they can protect to a point, but they do also uh, disrupt things like speech development in very young children. And so we're yeah, sticking they, these things yeah. on their faces. No one yeah. really cares about it now because it's not their child and they're also not seeing the evidence. But in five or six years, there are going to be a whole bunch of little kids who are having problems developing speech patterns. But, you know, I, I don't begrudge a parent who might have concerns about their child's health. They can They can keep them home. But I don't think we should buy into this. Well, if not all kids can go, then they should all fail. Because that's kind of the approach we're taking it. It's like if they yeah. all can't go, then they all must fail. Well, I don't understand yeah. that. I think we want to stave off as much damage as possible. I really think that we can't have a one-size-fits-all approach. Some people are naturally more fearful or have vulnerable people at home that they're really concerned about. Um, others are in a very different mind frame and a very different boat. So... You know, it, it can't be imposed on everybody. People have the option to not send their kids. I mean, you can homeschool if that's your choice. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, we can't, um, 
we have to understand that we can only put in place reasonable and feasible uh, mitigation measures for safety. We are not going to achieve zero transmission, zero risk. Uh, you know, it, Omicron is contagious and it, it is highly transmissible. And, and, you know, we can only do reasonable, feasible, you know, those are the steps that we can take to mitigate as yeah. much as possible while while also, you know, reducing these terrible harms to kids by allowing them to go to school in a reasonably safe environment. And I, I, I feel personally that some of the pushes from certain quarters for more measures and more measures, some of them are not really feasible or reasonable. So, yeah. and, um, and serve only certain yeah. agendas, but not, nonetheless. Well, look, um, Maria, uh, the, the petition has exploded I will make sure to tweet it out, but I really appreciate you chatting with me. It's nice to see that parents are getting more vocal and starting to take charge, and I do think the message is starting to finally sink in. Uh, just quickly before I let you go, do you feel that, that you're being heard? Yes, I do. I do now feel that, yeah. And, you know, the kids have told us, even if this doesn't succeed, like my daughter and a lot of her friends have said to their parents who have been, you know, advocating for this, they said, thank you for doing this and showing us that we matter and we're being heard. There you go. But the kids very much appreciate it. <laughs> well, yeah, that would be nice. They, they do have a voice. Uh, Marie, very much appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. That's Marita Ilarez. Ilarez, I hope I'm saying that right. If you want to see this petition, it is at uh, change.org. Schools must open. We'll search it for you. You can add your name to that petition, but it has exploded. So it's, uh, it's nice to get that going. I'm Alex Pearson on Point. This is Global News Radio.